Welcome to the Gospel According to with Ryan and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. Well, welcome everyone to our new season of the Gospel According to. We are going to go into the book of Isaiah during this season, and we have a few reasons for doing it. The first is, after we finished our previous recordings, it seems like we just kept going back to Isaiah. So this is a book that Mike and I have wanted to talk through together for a while. But the second reason is, I'm actually going to use this podcast as a way to teach an upcoming class at Manslick Road on the book of Isaiah. And so we are going to go through Isaiah 40 through 50. Over the next few weeks and discuss Isaiah 40 through 55. Before we get into Isaiah 40 through 55, we're going to do four episodes about introductory matters into how and why to read Isaiah. And that's really the question that we would like to consider in this first episode together is why listen to the book of Isaiah. Uh, The book of Isaiah for many Christians is a strange book. And Karl Barth has a famous article about the strange new world of the Bible. And uh, Isaiah is a book I think that feels strange to many Christians. There are some books like the book of Acts or maybe even the book of uh, 2 Corinthians where we may feel a bit more comfortable in. But at least for many followers of Jesus, the book of Isaiah is a strange book where we feel a little bit outside in it. And our hope is that we feel at home in the book of Isaiah because Jesus loved the scriptures of Isaiah. Paul loved the scriptures of Isaiah. And my goal is that all of us are going to come to love the prophecies of Isaiah. So to to, to get us started, I'd like to start with Romans 3, verse 21. Romans 3, verse 21. Um, The Apostle Paul says this, now the righteousness of God has been made of man, has been manifest apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. I did a horrible job of reading that, so I'm going to read that again. <laughs> I was trying to do present perfect. That's not what I meant. Let me do it again. Romans three twenty one. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. So, Mike, whenever we look at Romans 3.21, what is the key word there for understanding Paul's understanding of the Old Testament scriptures? Uh, Witness. It's testifying. It's bearing witness to what God would do. Yes. And, you know, this is a conversation that Mike and I have had personally dozens of times. Um, Even earlier today, we were talking about how does the Old Testament, and especially the Old Testament scriptures, How do they relate to us as followers of Jesus? And I think if you had to ask the Apostle Paul in one word to describe the importance of the Old Testament scriptures, he would call the Old Testament a witness, a witness. And Mike and I have tried to brainstorm what we would call the prophet Isaiah. And I think that there are some Old Testament prophets that are pretty common sense what to call them. We may call Jeremiah the lamenting witness. We may call Ezekiel the spirit-filled witness. We may call Amos the fiery witness. We may call Malachi the final witness. Um, But Mike, what was the final one that we arrived at for Isaiah? Beautiful. Yeah. Isaiah is the 
the beautiful witness. And whenever you look through the prophecies of Isaiah, so much of what Isaiah says is absolutely beautiful. So there are four different audiences to whom Isaiah is witnessing. And we'd like to try to just work through each of those. Um, The first is Isaiah is a beautiful witness to a beautiful God. Isaiah is a beautiful witness to a beautiful God. So I want to go back to Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, Mike and I will have a more extended conversation on Isaiah 40 in a few weeks, but I want to just notice a few passages here in Isaiah 40. Um, In Isaiah chapter 40, Mike, you go read for me Isaiah 40 verse 18 and down through verse 20, please. 18 through 20, you say? Yes, sir. With whom then will you compare God? By what standard will you evaluate him? An image made by a craftsman, which a goldsmith overlays with gold, for which he then casts silver chains. A man too poor to afford an offering chooses a piece of wood that won't rot, then seeks out a skilled artisan to prepare an image that won't fall over. Don't you know? Don't you hear? Haven't you been told from the start? Don't you understand how the earth is set up? Can you tell me again how far you said to read? I was absolutely. I was just the whole chapter would be great. But well, yeah, no, time, yeah. For the sake of time, that's fine. Okay. Um, you know, whenever you notice here Isaiah's question, with whom then will you compare God? Um, Isaiah is offering for us a beautiful revelation and a beautiful image of God. Um, Mike, read for me now, verse 22 through 25 of that chapter. Yeah. He who sits above the circle of the earth, for whom its inhabitants appear like grasshoppers, stretches out the heavens like a curtain, spreads them out like a tent to live in. He reduces princes to nothing, the rulers of the earth to emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely their stem taken root in the ground. When he blows on them, they dry up. And the whirlwind carries them off like straw. With whom then will you compare me? With whom am I equal? Asks the Holy One. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely beautiful to notice Isaiah's witness to who God is. Now, Isaiah receives a revelation from the Lord. And in this, he, in his whole book, is just going to describe the beauty of what Isaiah calls the Holy One of Israel. And that's going to be Isaiah's most frequent term for God, is the Holy One of Israel. And just just relish with me for a minute, Mike, this, this image. He who sits above the circle of the earth. Mm-hmm. for whom its inhabitants appear like grasshoppers. Yeah. What is the beauty of this witness? I mean, even the poetic language to describe sort of ancient cosmology with thinking about the sky as this great dome, this great circle that hovers above the land, and to think about God seated and enthroned above that, looking down on on us as, as we would look down on grasshoppers. That's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet... Even though there is this majestic and glorious view of God, n- notice how he ends the chapter verses 30 and 31, please. Mm-hmm. These will be very familiar to many of us. Yeah. Young men may grow tired and weary. Even the fittest may stumble and fall. But those who hope in Adonai will renew their strength. They will soar aloft as with eagles' wings. When they're running, they won't grow weary. When they're walking, they won't get tired. Yeah. I mean, how, how many... Christians and followers of God have found hope and encouragement from this beautiful witness. Yes. 
that even though God is above us and we are as like grasshoppers to him, God reaches down and renews us and strengthens us, um, mm-hmm. making us soar as with eagles' wings. Yeah. It's like we are but grasshoppers, but God, by His grace, is lifting us up on eagles' wings. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's, I think, one of the great importances of reading Isaiah mm-hmm. is Isaiah is just going to be this continually beautiful, stirring witness to God. Yeah. All right. Before I go to the Holy Spirit, what thoughts would you like to offer, Mike? Well... I, I can exercise a little bit of restraint because I know that I'll have a lot more time to unpack chapter 40. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just one hearty amen to, to all that. Like um, the images of God throughout the whole book um, are just again, breathtaking and awe inspiring and so much good stuff. Yeah. Well, breathtaking is a natural segue to the spirit. Oh. <laughs> so let's, yeah. Let's talk about the Holy spirit. I uh, sort of wish I did that on purpose, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, look over to Isaiah 44. Look over to Isaiah 44. Um, so first, Isaiah is a witness to the Father, to God the Father. But second, Isaiah is a beautiful witness to the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, Ezekiel, Joel, Zechariah, uh, other prophets have beautiful images. I'm, I'm going to use a different word. They have powerful <laughs> images about the yeah. Spirit. Yeah, I think Isaiah has beautiful images about the Spirit. Uh, this is just one. Read for me, please, Isaiah 44, um, verses 3 and 4. Okay. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my Spirit on your descendants, my blessing on your offspring. They will spring up among the grass like willows on the riverbanks. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's heard my teaching before knows that um, fruitfulness is one of the main themes I continually go back to. And Isaiah is the prophet who has helped me to relish in this image Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit as the life giver, who as water is poured upon a thirsty land. So the Holy Spirit has been poured upon the dying people of God bringing us back to life and making us flourish and fruitful. And mm-hmm. not only in Isaiah 44, but many other places in Isaiah, Isaiah will just have these beautiful images of the life-giving power of the Spirit that the New Testament authors will then assume and then draw yeah. upon and unpack in other ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so first, Isaiah is a beautiful witness to God. Second, Isaiah is a beautiful witness to the Holy Spirit. And third, of course, Isaiah is a beautiful witness to Jesus. And we don't even have to mention Isaiah 53 for that to come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But Isaiah 53, which we're not going to take the time to read now, but has been in many ways the cornerstone chapter for Christians to understand both the horrors, but also the beauty of the cross yeah. and everything that God has done through the crucified Messiah, um, bringing the old age to death and giving life to the new age. Isaiah 53, in many ways, is the pinnacle of so many of those Old Testament promises mm-hmm. of a crucified Messiah. So, three points so far Isaiah is a witness to the Father, Isaiah is a beautiful witness to the Holy Spirit, and Isaiah is a beautiful witness to Jesus. Um, but the third, but the final thing, the fourth rather, the fourth and final thing that I think we need to consider is that Isaiah is a beautiful witness to God's people. A um, mm-hmm. couple passages I'd like to look at. The first is in Isaiah 52, 42 rather, Isaiah chapter 42. Michael, if you read for me, Isaiah 42, verses 5 to 9. 
Thus says God, Adonai, who created the heavens and spread them out, who stretched out the earth and all that grows from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. I, Adonai, called you righteously. I took hold of you by the hand. I shaped you and made you a covenant for the people to be a light to the nations so that you can open blind eyes, free the prisoners from confinement, those living in darkness from the dungeon. I am Adonai. That is my name. I yield my glory to no one else, nor my praise to any idol. See how the former predictions come true. And now new things do I declare. Before they sprout, I tell you about them. Very good. I've said this before, and I think I got this from Eugene Peterson, um, not Jordan Peterson, but Eugene Peterson, um, (laughs) that the scriptures are meant to be our script that we live by. Mm, Yeah. And I think in many ways, Isaiah provides for us a lively script of who Isaiah is witnessing and testifying that we should be. Mm -hmm. Now, whenever you note, especially verse six, we are called to be the light to the nations. Um, Does that sound like anything else that we may read in the Bible, perhaps? You know, it might ring a bell or two. Um, Possibly, you know, possibly Jesus said something like that. Uh, uh, So so many of of Jesus's images that he draws from are actually from Isaiah. Um, Jesus draws heavily from Isaiah. I'm actually convinced that the majority of his parables come from Isaiah in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's because Isaiah is just an absolutely beautiful literary mind and literary voice who can script us into being the people of God. And here we are called to be the covenant for the people, the light for the nations, so that you can open blind eyes, free the prisoners from confinement, those living in darkness from the dungeon. And and, and I think so many Christians have found meaning and purpose in being called to be the light of the world. Well, that's Mm -hmm. Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Isaiah is the one who is giving us this beautiful image that we are to be the light of the world, a covenant of salt, even. Um, Isaiah is calling us to be. Likewise, look over to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43 is the same idea. Um, Look for me, Isaiah 43. Just do verse 10. You are my witnesses, says Adonai, and my servant whom I have chosen so that you can know and trust me and understand that I am he. No God was produced before me, nor will any be after me. And so what Adonai, God is calling us to be, is to listen to the prophecies of Isaiah, that we ourselves may be witnesses of a beautiful yeah. God. And, and and that, I think, is just why Isaiah stands out for me among the prophets, is just the absolute sheer beauty of Isaiah. Richard yeah. Hayes, in, in an essay about Isaiah, Richard Hayes is a New Testament scholar, um, but he says this, Isaiah more clearly than any other Old Testament book links the promise of the redemption and restoration of Israel to the hope that Israel's God will also reveal his mercy to the Gentiles and establish establish sovereignty over the whole earth. And I love what Hayes says there. If I could say one word differently, Isaiah more beautifully than any any other Old Testament book. And, you know, Everyone loves beauty in the arts and music um, and people. <laughs> and, and, and I think that Isaiah has really taught me to love the beauty of the scripture. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Isaiah, in many ways, is the pinnacle of this beauty. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we are going to hopefully relish and find um, renewal in as yeah. we really live with the prophecies of Isaiah. Uh, you've probably heard this quote before, and I can't pronounce the guy's name, um, but it, it's it's this. If you want to build a ship, don't drum up men to gather wood, divide the work and build orders or give orders. Instead, teach them to yearn for the vast and endless sea. Mm. And I, I, I think about that in, in connection with what Isaiah is working, you know, accomplishing, right? He casts these beautiful, breathtaking, awe-inspiring visions of who God is, what he's doing in the world through the spirit, through his Messiah, through his people, and invites us into that world, teaches us to yearn for that, to long for that, to, to live for that. And it, and it's this, this thing where that we can always just keep seeking and, and never uh, exhaust as opposed to just simply do this, do this, do this, you know, just again, these visions are just overwhelming in their awesomeness. Yeah, well said. It's like Isaiah is continually talking to situations of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, he has just yeah. horrendous times and historical situations that come upon him. But throughout the horror is continually revealing the beauty of God's redemption and calling us to live for and long for and to bring others along into that beautiful new creation that yeah. God is preparing. So mm-hmm. th- I'm really excited, Mike, to, to go through the book of Isaiah with you, with my congregation, and for us to listen to this beautiful prophet more. Final thoughts that you'd like to offer? I'll I'll, I'll save them for as we go. Yeah. Very good. Very Just good. Looking love it. I love Isaiah so much. So it's great. Yeah. So, so in closing, he's a beautiful prophet. He is a witness to God, the Father. He is a witness to the spirit. He's a witness to Jesus. And he's a witness to us calling us to long for the sea. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According to Podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe, and click the bell to get notified when we drop a new episode. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns. (laughs) 